Happy Wednesday, everyone, and welcome to Be a Warrior Podcast. I'm your host and an above-knee amputee, Angie Huser. It's that time once again to unleash the warrior within you. Are you ready? Then let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. This is Be A Warrior Podcast. I am an above knee amputee and it will be five years in December that I became an elected amputee after many, many surgeries gone wrong in my body. And I am here to kind of use my personal journey to either help you through what you're going through, um, enlighten you to what life is like as an amputee, because many of you may not even be amputees, you're just looking for some positivity and you've come to the right place. I really hope that you enjoy the show. Today is the third week on fear that I'm discussing. The last couple weeks, I, I post every week, unless on vacation, and there's been quite a bit of vacation this summer, but we're trying to get back into a normal routine, but weekly on Wednesdays, I post. In the last two weeks, we've done on fear. Fear of the unknown was two weeks ago, and fear of failure was last week. Um, these are really near and dear to me, and you know, as I talk to other people, amputees or not, we all have that common thread where we fear a lot of those things. We don't want to fail. We don't want to fail in front of people. Um, we definitely fear what tomorrow brings. And, you know, today, this last week on fear, the series on fear, I'm going to speak on the fear of letting go. And that is going to have like a trifecta, in my mind, a trifecta of things that you have to let go of for you to find success and happiness in life, at least according to where I've been. Now, let me just give you a little glimpse really quick on the whole amputee life. I'm a pretty outgoing person. Um, I like to get out, I like to do new things, but I do not like to fail at it. So I work really hard to not fail at whatever I do decide to try. And I have been very blessed with a great support system and blessed with an undying need to constantly go out and keep proving myself. Um, that can be good or bad. It depends on what, what side of the coin you're on on that. If you're my family, it may not be so good because we keep trying new things because I want to do them. Um, but we have experienced a lot. And I have to tell you that being an amputee has taught me a ton in such a short amount of time after all the years I've lived and the, just the uh, few years that I've been an amputee and really only, you know, four years, four and a half years of, of being in a, a leg, a prosthetic, four and a half or over four and a half years. Um, fear is an everyday occurrence as an amputee. And I'm not talking like, oh my gosh, like heart palpitating, can't function, can't breathe fear. However, that's how it was. But day-to-day -day fear is just a little bit of anxiety and tightening of my body, my muscles to get through certain things. It might be walking through a grocery store or getting in and out of my car. I'm getting better at that, but I do have a lifted a lifted Bronco, which is quite the challenge, especially on leg days in the gym. But 
the fear of so many different things. Um, just being out and walking today, I was on the treadmill and I, I have to tell you, if you have not listened to my podcast before, I hate treadmills. So the fact that I got on it today is actually impressive. Um, I only do about five minutes because I hate it so much. They're the stupidest things in the world. I'd rather be outside hiking, but uh, my leg has been doing some funky things. And so it pisses it off when I do any walking on cement and I won't go and hike out alone. Um, it's not safe. And so, um, yeah, I got on the treadmill just to burn a few extra calories, literally a few. When you only go five minutes, you don't burn a lot. But I do have it at a high speed and a high ramp. I will give myself that and pat on the back. But even on the treadmill, and I'm really tired, there's always an underlying nervousness on tripping up and falling. Could you imagine falling off a treadmill? I mean, you see those, you know, those horrible videos that some friends take when their friends fall off of, off of treadmills, you know, on the internet. Um, I don't want to be that person because it would, in front of everybody would just, I would probably turn bright red and I would want to just run out of there and I wouldn't be able to. So I don't like to feel like I can't do something, but I also don't want to end up tripping up and doing something um, that could hurt me or make me feel stupid, so to speak. And I know that that's just more of a, a mental thing for me, but every day we go through things. You know, um, I, I w- just walking around my house, if I am not in shoes, like right now I'm not wearing shoes, I walk differently because a plastic foot or one with like today I have a sock on it does not grip tile very well and I don't want to slip and and wipe out and there has been times where I've literally been wearing socks around my house and I get really like aggressive in cleaning the kitchen up and I'll go to reach for something and my right leg my good leg here will reach and it will slide across the tile I can't even tell you how many times I've caught myself on the countertop, like at chin level, going into the splits. Um, So there's always that, like I have to be careful. Like there's just always those things. And then when I try on my running blade for the first time, I kind of get rigid because it's a different beast. It's a lot lighter. It's a little bit more um, loosey-goosey. It's not a, uh, a movable joint that's electronic. It's more of a hinge. Um, but everything we do, every time I get out and hike, you know, I go, okay, you know, I, I need to focus. But if I, for one minute, get that whole squirrel mentality and my mind goes somewhere else or I see something else, that's the moment I could kick that little bitty rock that has, it's like, it's like an iceberg where 99% of it's underground and that one little hit on my toe sends me flying. And I have come up bloody from a couple of those and hiking. So fear is a huge portion of the day. And yes, I could totally give up. I could just say, well, I got rid of the bad knee and you know what? I'll just use crutches or I'll just use my wheelchair. It's safe and effective and I will not injure myself, hopefully. But that isn't me and that's not how I want to live my life. I did not go to the extreme to elect to take my leg off only to be incapacitated more. And I say that we're all in different boats, right? So if you're an amputee and you're listening to this, 
you take this in your lifestyle and in the way you live and the support system you have and the type of home you have and your age, your health, things like that. I know a lot of amputees that their other knee is not good and they have to be very careful and I get that. Um, even with my knee being good, um, I'm getting older and you know, all I need to do is do something where I tweak it. And then I end up having to have knee surgery on the good knee. I, like that would lay me up quite a bit. So I get that. And I know that my husband would probably want me to play it more safe than I do. Um, but I really want to live my life. And so if you haven't heard some of my podcasts, there was one time well, I've gotten back to skiing, but I only ski with one leg. I don't ski with my prosthetic on. It would just get in the way. And I have outriggers. And two years ago, we did our first ski trip where I did not use an adaptive program and coaches that skied with me. It was just my husband. And he had to help me deal with crutches on getting on and off the hill and snapping in my, my ski and getting to the first chairlift. And I'll tell you what, the prepping and getting ready in the hotel room to go down and ski, knowing that people are going to be looking, right? Because it's weird to see someone with one leg on the ski slopes. And I keep telling myself, oh my God, what happens if you fall? What happens if you fall? What happens if you can't get up when you fall? Because that's even harder with one leg on snow and ice. And I'll tell you, my stomach was in knots. If there has been any fears I've ever had to really highly overcome, and they kind of tinge every year because we don't ski all the time, only a couple times a year. Every time I get to the ski slopes, I have to remind myself that I'm strong, I'm capable, and I've done this before. But my stomach <laughs> and my mind are saying something totally different. They're like, holy crap, holy crap, we're getting on ice again, what is she crazy? And so those fears are always there. But one of the main reasons I elected to amputate is because my husband and I always talked about skiing for the rest of our lives together. He's the one that taught me when I was 17 years old to ski. And so that was our dream that we would retire and we would head off and be snow bunnies and, and ski and ski and ski. And I was like, great. The one thing I can't do now because I have a bad leg that doesn't bend well, you know what? Sometimes you've just got to figure out what you need to do to overcome those fears. So when I talked about fear of failure last week and fear of the unknown the week before, you know, I could speak from very clear experience. The unknown was what was it going to be like when I woke up after someone cutting off my leg? Like, that's not a normal thing. Everybody goes in for surgeries. We all, most people have been through some sort of surgery. I swear to God, everybody's wearing a boot or a knee brace these days. So it looks like a ton of people have had surgeries. But it's a little different when you are wondering what, what happens when you're under the knife and they have to cut off your bone. And, you know, my biggest fear was what, how would I emotionally and mentally react when I woke up and it was gone? Because once it's gone, it's gone, right? Like, I know that sounds really silly and obvious, but once you decide that and you go under, there's no changing that. You're not going back to any other lifestyle. You have to learn to adapt. So that unknown was frightening. And then, of course, I've already touched on fear of failure and, and how that can be a daily occurrence. Like, when I take a shower at night, I don't have my leg on. So I take crutches to the shower and then I have a little ledge I have to jump down to. And then I have to cross over to this big, big, huge shower that we have. 
and get under the water. And then I have to kind of get myself out towards my crutches. And so every every time I do that, I'm constantly, I, I tell myself it's part of my workout because I have to work on core strength and balance. I do have a chair in there, but I only use it when I'm shaving. Um, but then, you know, I have to make sure that when I get to the edge, I can get my crutches. And it's, it's a, it is a, a product of, of focus and mental clarity. And there's no just sitting back and enjoying the shower anymore. It is an exercise. So, you know, that we've got that. And so there's, I mean, just the little things that you probably wouldn't even think about as an amputee, because those of you that aren't, you are, you are outside the world and looking in at us and you see us walking around or crutching around or whatever. And you know, that looks pretty normal. Uh, as normal as it can be, I guess. This week, the fear of letting go stemmed from a conversation I've had with people for in relationship purposes, um, which is interesting. Sorry, if you hear my dog, she's dreaming. <laughs> and she's making some, I thought it was a, do- a bird outside my window, but it's my dog making noises. She sometimes snores. She's old. Love her, but she's getting old. Um, Anyways, so the fear of letting go, I'm breaking into three different parts, okay? The fear of letting go of the past, the fear of letting go of what you can't control, and the fear of letting go of bad or toxic relationships, either professional or personal. And I think no matter where you're at in life, all of these things can go for whether you're an amputee or not, depending on what you're going through. So from my perspective, and and I have to talk, like I said, I always try to talk with authenticity. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know where you're at in life. I don't know where your journey is taking you. But I will tell you from my journey, my past is my past. And I am grateful that it wasn't tragic on how I lost my leg. And I know there are a lot of you out there where that is the, the, the thing. And you're trying to let go of the past because your past was great until that accident or that tragedy. And now you're stuck as an amputee. The problem is, is once you're an amputee, you're always an amputee. And you have to start looking forward, not back. If looking back, you start to wish for the things you had before, um, get angry that you don't have the capabilities you had before, whatever it is. But the past is where it is. It's in the past and it's time to let go of that. And we fear letting go of that because we believe that that's what's made us who we are. But right now in this moment you are living in, this is you and going forward. And the only way you can go forward and make progress forward and positive progress forward is to let go of what used to be. And I know it's going to be hard for some of you. It's going to take a lot of forgiveness, forgiveness on yourself for the, maybe an accident or mistake you made or forgiveness of someone else. And I know so many people who have become amputees based on someone else's mistake. And that's a tough one. I, I, I can't even speak to that but I can't even begin to imagine what it must take to forgive and let go. And remember, forgiveness isn't 
letting them off the hook for what they did, but letting yourself start living again and forgetting about them. You need to forgive so you can let it go and move forward. What I have noticed from talking to several people in those situations and what I have watched in their life from the outside looking into them is those people that let go, they seem to shine. There's something about them that radiates a positivity, a happiness, and something that makes me want to be around them. And those people are succeeding. They're succeeding with their new lifestyle. I only know a few, a handful of people that are still bitterly angry from the per to the person towards the person who it was drunk driver or or a, a bad misjudgment call on a motorbike or whatever that they are so angry. And what I've noticed about their healing is their healing is much slower and their progress is much slower to non-existent or even stepping backwards. You know, I, I always talk about how stress can really play a big role on your healing. Well, stress and anger go hand in hand on this. If you're angry and you re- you're living in the past and angry at that person, you are going to struggle to see a clear and happy future because all you are is seeing what happened. And I'm not saying that it's not bad, but there are some positivities to that if you choose to look for them. You know, I wouldn't even thought about doing a podcast or talking to anybody or doing some of the things I've done with people and people that I've met if I hadn't become an amputee. I was just a regular mom and housewife, you know, doing my thing and teaching my kids and, you know, making dinner. Uh, what kind of what kind of power was that to change the world for the better? None. I mean, yes, I can go through life smiling and everything that's awesome, but now I have a platform where I can use this to help others that are going through what I'm going through or what I went through and help them see that there are good things to it and that you can make a difference and you can live a good, healthy life. And that's the path I have chosen. Also, when you elect to amputate versus an accident, you have to be forgiving on yourself because it's not an easy road. And once you elect to do it, that's it. It's on you. And so I've always taken it very, very seriously that this was my choice. I am not going to allow this to make me incapable to do anything. If someone says, you want to try this? Yes, I do. Because you know what? I'm going to prove that I can do whatever it is. I will not hold my family back. I will not hold friends back. I will not hold any relationship back because I can't or I'm afraid to try. Okay. So letting go of the past, you are each in your own place and you have to let go. People have asked me, would I change my past so that I'm not where I'm at today? And I would tell you absolutely not. I am ecstatic at what I've accomplished. I'm proud of where I'm at. I love the people that have come into my life because of this. And and my circle of friends has grown exponentially because of what I went through. And that is my journey and that is my story and I own it and I love it. So I would not change a thing. I hurt myself in karate. Why was I doing karate? I was doing karate because I was homeschooling my children back then. 
and we did it together. That was a memory we were making together, going to competitions, practice, sweating it out, laughing at each other, getting frustrated with ourselves, supporting each other. I would not change what I showed my kids that they could do no matter what in their age and, and that their mom wasn't afraid to try either. And so, no, I wouldn't give that up at all. Would I change any of the surgeons that I used to get to where I was? There may be one, but mostly no. Every one of them did the best they could. It wasn't about them. However, some could have communicated a little bit better to me, but I would not have changed that because all those years, five years of surgeries and PT built me up to a stronger person so I could handle this moment, the amputation. I would not have been as strong a person if I hadn't endured all that. So I was ready to jump and move on because I was so sedate for five years of surgeries and and medication and PT and pain management, all that. So moving forward, Letting go of the past, each one of you has to reconcile where you're at and what letting go of the past looks like. But I can promise you that once you forgive and move on or let go of what what happened before and your life before wherever you're at right now, whether it's amputation or you're in a medical state that you hate right now, whatever it is, focus on right now. What can you do right now? Let go of the past. Don't worry about the past anymore. That isn't where you need to be living your life and you can't live a great life if you're focused behind you. Look ahead of you. Set goals ahead of you. Look forward to what's coming and what you might be able to accomplish. Okay? Now, that also goes in hand in hand with let go of what you can't control. Most of us worry about what's to come, right? That's that fear of the unknown that I talked about in the first series of this, um, the first week of the series. But letting go of what you can't control, so many of us try to control every aspect. We even try to control how someone will react. And I am included in that because I fear... Um, what maybe my husband will say or fear how this will turn out or how my friend will react if I can't make it to something or whatever. But I can't control how they react. I can control myself. I can control my anger. I can control my happiness. I can control how I speak to someone. I can control how I react to someone. That is the only things I can control. I cannot control what happens in an hour. I can't control the traffic. I cannot control what my kids do in college and how they will handle school and their grades. Uh, Those things I can't. And I have spent many a night worrying, especially if you're a parent, you understand this. We worry a lot about our children, right? We worry about, will they do well? Will they succeed? Will they remember what we've taught them? Will they be strong enough to say no in the face of peer pressure and all those things? And I can't tell you how many times I've gone down that road and it stressed me out to the point where I wasn't living. I was reflecting all the time and worrying about those things that I wasn't seeing what was happening in front of me. And 
that stinks because I lost those moments, those minutes, those hours, those nights of, of, of restless sleep. And my kids are doing really well and I'm proud of them and it's good, but it's one of those things I can't control now. They are big young men and they are doing their thing and they need to make their decisions and they need to live with it. So that's something that I know I can't control, but I'm still working on. It is a work in progress for me. And if you have listened, especially lately, you have heard a lot about my faith and and where it lies. And I am a Christian first and foremost. And I know that I am where I'm at because I have a God who loves me and has a plan for me. And I have to know that he loves my kids even more than I love my kids. So he will take care of them and, and their journey may be, you know, I mean, I'm sure my dad wasn't excited to see me go through this. And it's probably the last thing a parent wants to see their child have to deal with. And so I show him, you know what? I'm happy. I'm strong. I'm healthy. I'm living my life. It doesn't get much better than this for me. And it makes him happy. Well, as a parent, then I can see that whatever happens to my kids, I'm hoping everything they saw me go through will help them be resilient in their future. So we need to learn how to let go of the things we can't control. You cannot control what your boss does or how your, the work, you know, what happens at the office. You aren't going to be able to control tomorrow or the next hour. You're not going to be able to control how a friend reacts to something, just work on you. Letting go of the things you can't control is also going to help clear up your mind, clear up your heart, and give you a, a better picture of what's going on in the moment right now for you. And that's where we must learn to live is right now because tomorrow's not promised, right? And yesterday's the past. So right now we live. And we try to live our best life. We can't wait till we get sick or wait till we get injured or wait till something bad happens to go, oh my God, I've got to really start living because I don't know how much time I have left, right? That's not a place to live. You don't want to live your life in fear now because you have been given a death sentence, let's say, or an unknown circumstance. And, and that's just where we need to be. We need to live for right now. This is where things are happening. This moment, no matter what's going on around you, this is how you live right in this moment with a clear mind and knowing you are doing the best you can right now. So I'm hoping that helps. Now, this last one is the big one. Letting go of relationships. We have and I'm going to speak directly to amputees on this one, but take this how it is. I know people that are, have toxic relationships around them, whether it's friends, spouses, or people that say they love them, but they're toxic. Obviously, that is not a place you, you can find happiness. But as an amputee, if you are an amputee, you need to understand something. Your prosthetist is a profession. He has chosen or she has chosen that profession to help you become the best you can be, to give you a life back. That My hope is that your process just went into that because it was a passion, right? A passion. And you will be able to read them 
by the way they treat you, the way they act, the way they react, the way they think about what, what the problems are that you're facing and how they create solutions or don't create solutions. Most of us are in a situation where we feel, and you may have felt like this if you've ever been to a doctor. If a doctor tells you this is how it has to be or this is as good as it gets, we tend to believe them because they're the professional, right? The problem is you are the professional in your own life for your body. You know your body better than anyone else, no matter how many years of experience that doctor, that surgeon, that prosthetist has. You know your body. So as an amputee, we go through a lot of discomfort. Like phantom sensation for me is 24-7. I always feel my foot tingling, sometimes up in my shin, and sometimes that itch, you can't itch because it's on a calf that's not even there. That's every day, all day. That is something I learn to deal with, I learn to distract from, and I learn to keep moving forward so I don't think about it. But we also get phantom pain, and phantom pain comes in waves of god-awful sharp or burning sensation, knives, um, heat, pressure, uh, like breaking bones and things like that. It's It can be crazy. And normally what I have noticed in my life that the times those things happen are when a nerve has been hit and I've, I've gone extreme. Like when I go and do leg day at the gym, I usually will find that that night will be a bit uncomfortable in bed because I take my leg off and the nerves kind of expand and kind of explode. And then they just kind of really irritate. Well, that can happen for that, like that a nerve hit. Um, sometimes new amputees who don't know any different may get a prosthet- uh, prosthetic that does not fit them right. And they may have a prosthetist that isn't hearing them. This is when it gets hard because we feel that they are the professional and have done this before, that they have the best answers. And in probably most cases, yes, they read who you are and they work well with you. But like a relationship with spouses or dating someone, you kind of know when they're a good fit or when they're just not there. This is when you stand your ground. When you've given a chance for them to redeem a bad fit or non-compliance or a bad day because everybody has them. And I get that. But when you start noticing that nothing is going the right way, or you get a gut feeling that they're ignoring you or um, not helping the way they could help, that's when you need to say goodbye. Because you know what? At the end of the day, they have appointments today, they have appointments tomorrow, they have appointments for the next year. And they will see person after person after person. And some people, they may be a great fit for. If you are someone that doesn't have a lot of issues, you might fit great with that prosthetist. But if someone is struggling with a a neuroma or certain tissue pain or healing, and that prosthetist isn't willing to go that extra mile, then they may not work for you. It doesn't mean they're bad. It's just not working for you. And you have to be able to say, Thanks for your time. I'm moving on. And yes, you can actually go and see another prosthetist 
even if you're in the middle of seeing yours. Now, insurance-wise, that's a whole nother ball game, and I can't even get into that because I have my own issues with insurance. So you need to look into that. But there is nothing wrong with going and interviewing another prosthetist to see if they have a better explanation for why this is not working for you. Because I guarantee you, you can live a good, strong, healthy, long life with the right prosthetic. But you need to have the right prosthetist. And I did a, I did a podcast called Death Do You Part, which is based on finding the right prosthetist because you're kind of married to them for the rest of your life. Unless they retire, God forbid, but you will be using them forever. You know, eventually this leg of mine is going to wear out and I'm going to need a new one or the socket's going to change. Or as I get older, maybe I start to gain weight and it doesn't fit anymore. So you need to be in charge of that. You're the one that has to be the amputee for the rest of your life. You deserve the best fit possible because I can guarantee you when you have a great fit, you'll be doing whatever you want to do. There'll be, the sky will be the limit. And you need, you, you deserve that. Just remember that when you go into your prosthetist and you don't feel like they're listening or they're scoffing at what you're telling them, they aren't hearing you, they don't seem to care, your gut will tell you right away. And don't, don't negate what you feel. If you're uncomfortable or you feel like you're being shushed and that you don't have a say, that's your leg. You need to stand up for yourself and it is okay to let go of them. Find somebody else, preferably first, before you let go of them because you don't want to burn a bridge. And it doesn't have to be negative. You just be like, this isn't working for me. And and you move on. And you know what? They're going to get another person and they're going to get another person. I love my prosthetists. They are amazing. They have listened to me. They have helped me rise up. They've helped me learn to get back to, to skiing. I've surfed. They've created legs for me that will allow me to surf and get in the water and play with my kids at the beach when they were younger. And, you know, they cared about my day to day. And if I wasn't feeling it, we spent hours problem solving, wondering, what about this? What about this? And I've had mine call me and say, listen, I didn't sleep last night because I was thinking, what if it's this? That's someone who's listening and that's someone who cares. But you know what? He's also told me that there are people that he's had to let go because it just wasn't the right fit and they, he, he couldn't help them. And that is okay too. The problem that I have uh, talked to my process about is a lot of people go to a prosthetist and they're defending their own ego almost. And they need to be able to have the, the final say and, and things like that, but they won't say that they're wrong and they need to fix something because their ego gets bruised. And that right there is a toxic relationship. And that is one you don't need to be a part of because this is your life. And you know what? As an amputee, you can shine. You can do whatever you want. There is when I think about my day, there is nothing that I don't do that I didn't do before. And actually there's more things that I do now than I did when I was all, you know, definitely while I was injured, but even before, and I'm getting older, not younger, and I'm down a leg, but I put my leg on first thing in the morning and I go and I do it. Yes, there are some things that are harder. Showers are harder. 
Okay, sometimes the fit is not a great fit that day. I didn't put it in right or I put it on twisted. Can't tell me how many times I've walked through the house and I noticed that my toe is sticking outward more. And you can see it with your peripheral vision and it drives you nuts. You go and you take it off and you put it back on again. You know, most people don't have that problem. You just get up and your feet are walking the right way. But with us, we have a little bit more of an issue. You know, sometimes we're duck toed, you know, pigeon toed or we're, we're duck footed walking uh, all around and we have to make those adjustments. But I digress. So this, this episode on, on the fear of letting go, there's a multitude of things you could let go of. Things that are baggage that are weighing you down that you need to unpack. And once you figure out what you need to unpack, you are on the right path to healing and to um, moving forward and then finding your new normal and your new happiness. And yes, you can be happy no matter where you're at in life, no matter what cards are dealt to you. You have that choice. Only you can dictate that. That is the one thing you can control. You can control how you see yourself and your future. And no, it isn't always pretty and sunshine and roses. And that's okay because you know what? Even though there might be days where I'm really frustrated or feeling almost claustrophobic because of the pain that I might have on a given day or like three days in a row and I'm like, okay, enough already. At least I'm moving forward and telling myself, you know what? That's all right. Today's a bad day. I also know two leggers that have bad days. So just because you might be an amputee or you're going through a medical crisis right now doesn't mean that you can't rise up out of that. Just because you might be going through something doesn't mean everybody's looking at you to be a, oh, woe is me or sitting in a corner sobbing your eyes out. Prove to the world you're stronger than that. Prove to them you're a warrior. Prove to yourself you are a warrior because you are. And once you figure out the keys to unlock that warrior within you, there's nothing that you're going to be able to not do. You'll be out doing everything that you've ever dreamed of doing and then some. And you might find some crazy things you never thought to do and and try them for the first time. You know, why not? You, You start to learn as you get older and you start having medical issues that you need to start living the life you have. And it's, and it's not always easy, but once you have come to that conclusion that, well, this is it, this is where I'm at, then you start living your life. You will be surprised at what things bring you joy, what simple things that you can do that just make you feel great and put a smile on your face and a smile in your heart. So As I wrap up this series on fear, I hope if you haven't heard the other two, you go back the last two weeks and listen to those because I think they're really good. I don't know. That's just my opinion. But anyways, I like to end with call to actions. And you know, this, this week's call to action is a little bit harder to pinpoint because there are different things that with the fear of letting go, what you need to do. But I will, I will say that if you are in a relationship whether it's professional or personal, that is a a number one kill to a happy life. If you are an amputee and you're struggling with your prosthetist and you, you needed to hear this, 
if any of that resonated with you and you're like, yeah, I don't think he's listening or she's listening and I have, I'm months out and I'm still not in my final socket and it still doesn't feel good and da, 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 da then it, maybe it's time to shop around and, and talk to other prosthetists and see if you can find someone that you mesh with. Like a relationship, a personal relationship, you know, you pick friends that complement you, right? That you work well together, that you have similarities so that you have things to talk about and share and laugh about, things that you like to do together. Same with the relationship in your in your house, like if who you marry it's who you love, right? Who you get along with, who you can tolerate and who you can share dreams and aspirations with. Well, guess what? Your prosthetist should be the same way because that is a lifelong. It's not my surgeon one and done. He did my leg and I I don't need to see him anymore. My prosthetist, I have to see every time something doesn't feel right, I have to talk to him. I have to have a good working relationship with them and a good personal relationship. And if I can't have both, then I need to find someplace else to go. So if that's the position you're in and this kind of tugged on your, your heart, then now's the time to get out and your call to action is take a look around and see who else is available and just go have a talk with them. Just say, hey, I'm, I'm with this person, but I'm just not feeling it. And this isn't feeling right. Can you maybe put your eyes on this and see what you think? It's as easy as that. You're not committing to them, but you're looking to see if what you're thinking and feeling is correct about your prosthetist. If you are struggling to let go of the past and hurts and, and, and non-forgiveness of something that happened to you in the past and put you where you're at right now, then you should be working on just yourself and every day getting up saying, I forgive, I forgive, I forgive. And one day you'll feel like you've forgiven and the next day you might be right back and angry. And then you repeat that mantra, I forgive, I need to move on, I need to forgive because I need to forgive so I can have a life. You don't need that baggage hanging on to you because you won't let go. Um, more than likely the person that did whatever they did to you isn't even thinking about you anymore if they're out of your life, but yet you're holding on. Why? Why would you poison yourself that way? So learn to forgive yourself, forgive the situation and move forward with your life, embracing what you have been given to live like right now. Even if it looks ugly and, and medically sucky right now, Embrace the suck, right? Figure out where you can find a joy or a happiness and cling to that like nobody's business until you can weather the storm, right? Because when sometimes we just can't, we can't see the, the forest through the trees, right? We can't see that because we're in the thick of it and we get bogged down. I was there for five years. Everything was based on this very, very narrow window of PT, PT. When's the next appointment? When is my next pain meds I got to take when it was just it was so short and narrow sighted that I wasn't seeing what God was creating in front of me which of course hindsight is 2020 when it came to amputation I went back and went oh that's why I went through all that hardship now this is easy like becoming an amputee was so much easier than all the stuff I did those years before so much easier and if you are really stuck in worry 
about things you can't control and you let that eat away at you, you need to let go of that. And all I can say is, again, how do you weather that? For me, someone who's a Christian, I do a lot of praying. I'm like, you know what? I know that you have this under control. Please take this off of my plate. Please give me a clear sense of what I should be doing with my life right now versus worrying because worrying is getting me nowhere. It isn't. Let it go. Focus on the things that you can control and do the best you can with them. Otherwise, let your journey become your journey and and be excited about the surprises around the next turn. I mean, I would never have thought 10 years ago that I would be an amputee today talking on a podcast to whoever's listening and hoping that someone's getting help. But here I am. I'm going to embrace it. And you know what? Tomorrow, what excites me is I never know who I will meet the next day. Like I'm going out on a date tonight with my husband. I cannot wait because you know what? Inevitably, someone sees I'm an amputee, strikes up a conversation, and all of a sudden I find a new avenue or someone that I can reach out to. And it's really incredible and empowering and makes me filled with joy. And so I I wish that for you. So get out there, whatever it is that you are struggling with, when with letting go of past the unknown or toxic relationships, work on that. That's what, that's what you need to be thinking about because you know what? You deserve to live a good life and you cannot live a good, healthy, strong life. If you have all these other things you're worried about that you can't control and the people in your life that are pushing you down or the past and you're not forgiving, let go of that. That's a lot of extra baggage you don't need in your life. Look forward to the the future with joy and anticipation and excitement for what it could bring because you'll be surprised what that does for your healing, for your mental state, and for what ends up happening. I mean, that's it's all wrapped into one and it will make you into a very strong person with a deep character and a love for their life like no other. So get out there, warriors. Rise up out of this pit of letting go and and let go. Just let it go and work on that day to day. It's a, it's a process. It is not a one and done thing. It is a process. So don't give up. When you stumble and fall, start over again because you know what? It You are worth it. You are so worth it. You know, as always, I hope you have a great rest of your week. I hope it's blessed with joy and happiness and letting go and let go of the fears, let go of the worries and start to just enjoy where you're at in life in this moment. And as always, be healthy, be happy, be you.